Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day. What's up, Chicago? I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. The pandemic has ruined a lot of things, especially in the beginning including one of the best experiences known to man, live music. Yeah, concerts were not a thing in the spring of 2020. Or the summer. Not really in the fall either. But eventually, restrictions started to loosen up, and Caroline Patton was among the first in line. First show I bought tickets to was Bully at Empty Bottle. And then the first show I went to was uh, this local band called Modern Nun at the just recently shut down Golden Dagger. So I was just like, let's go. I need to scratch the itch, I guess. Yeah, exactly. It had been like a year and a half. And I go to shows all the time. So it really did feel like a missing piece of me, I guess. You and me both. So fast forward to 2024. Sun's out. Chicago has once again become a place where, on any given night, the live music scene is giving everything, everywhere, all at once. So where do you even begin to pinpoint what to do and where to go? Caroline has a way. She created a thing called the Chicago Show Calendar. It's a newsletter. It's a website. It's an Instagram account. And the goal is to list every live music show in Chicago on any given day. Go look, chicagoshowcalendar.com. It's a massive list of music updated weekly and manually, meaning it's a labor of love. The process is still the same now, which is that I go to all the venue websites, I write it down on my notes app, which is really like, there's definitely a better way I could do it. (laughs) But that's what I do. Caroline started off doing this just for herself. But why did she expand and make it public? And why does she keep doing it, especially since it's actually a lot of work? Again, manually. It turns out she was a Chicago transplant who needed to get a handle on finding that missing piece again and making sure it stayed. And she figured there were other people in the city who felt the same way she did. And there were. And there still are. So Caroline started a business. Or at least for now, what she might call a side hustle. And she's figuring out how to deal with the hurdles along the way. Caroline Patton is the creator and owner of the Chicago Show Calendar. Caroline, welcome to The Rundown. Thanks so much for having me. I love this podcast. I do listen to it often. So I'm I'm really happy to be here. Oh, my God. I'm just so flattered by that. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Of course. Give me a sense of how it works now. So just kind of break it down for me. Introduce me to this and, like, how does one engage? It is so archaic the way I do it. It's actually so bad. My boyfriend gets so, like, frustrated with me that I don't try to make it easier for myself or somehow automated. I have a list of around 120 venue websites or Instagrams or, you know, whatever it is, the place that they show their list of shows. I check every week. I do it Tuesday nights after work. Um, And I just go through each venue and I do the following Thursday to the following Wednesday of shows write them down in my notes app really, really bad. I and should... this is like with your thumbs on no, your no, phone? No, 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 no. Oh, it's okay. on my desktop. No, okay. That actually would be really <laughs> insane. Um, no, no, on my desktop. And then I copy and paste that into my newsletter. 
to design the covers, I often use Photoshop, but then to actually craft the slides with the information, I'll do that on Canva because it's just a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, and then I download it and post it Wednesday afternoons, sometimes Wednesday nights, sometimes Thursday afternoons. And then that's kind of the process. So it's very not tech savvy, I would say. Um, shout out to Canva, another woman-owned business. We stand. We love Canva's great. I've yes. been using it since like college and it's it's awesome. It's very much great. Um take me back, Caroline, to when you first launched. Venues were starting to open back up. Talk about what you were thinking about back then. I was unemployed. <laughs> Woo! So that's where I was. Now I got furloughed during COVID, which like a lot of people did, especially in the music industry. And I was unemployed for five or six months and then it was starting to be where I needed you know I was government relief was going away yeah so I was looking for positions was kind of worried that I wouldn't get one and then I did so (laughs) I just was feeling inspired and excited about it and it was something that like shows were starting to show back up so I was checking all the venues anyway because I as maybe you would know like really into live music and was excited it was back so I just wanted to make sure I didn't miss out on anything putting that with I really have to give props to this Nashville show to go. Um, That's their handle at Nashville show to go. They did it years before I did it here. I used to live in Nashville or I used to live in Murfreesboro. Honestly, I saw them do it as soon as I it clicked in my head to be like, oh, there is nothing like this in Chicago that I knew of at the time. Yeah. As soon as that clicked in my head, it was, I think, the following week I put it out and I made it. And so far, so good. So that was kind of where my headspace was at. Yeah. Unemployed. Had a lot of time on my hands. <laughs> I remember like the week that I was like, I'm just going to do this because I literally didn't have anything else to do. So that was kind of like for a lack of inspiration, but it turned out OK. So why do you think there wasn't something like this in Chicago before or that yeah. you couldn't find it if there was? Yeah, I mean, I think there is versions of it. Like, I think there are many. I mean, even now, like I get people that are like, I do this for house music or I do this for like DIY shows. So I think there are like smaller versions of it everywhere. I don't Mm -hmm. think, I mean, granted, I think one of the reasons it doesn't exist to the full capacity potentially that I'm doing it is it's a lot. I mean, it's a lot. Chicago, I've always said this is like, it's got to be in the top three best cities in the world for live music conversation. It really does. And there's so much going on. There's so much different stuff going on. So I would imagine that part of it is just like, sheer time that it takes to consolidate it all like uh, yeah and then um I think the consistency of you know this is not something that's like a career for me right at least right now Mm -hmm. and you know if you are working nine to five every day the last thing you want to do is then go work more on something so I think that might be the case like unless it was someone's actual job to do it's it's hard to keep up like I've really tried to stay consistent, um, especially in this last year, but it's not been easy. That makes sense. (laughs) Um, Especially, you know, you know, it's it's when it's like a labor of love. So tell me why live music? Um, So funny that you asked that, actually, because I didn't grow up. Like, I feel like a lot of people in the music industry, at least their parents got them into music or, you know, they have a friend or a sister or something who was a musician or, you know, was in the industry historically. I wasn't like that. My I grew up in church, so like that was probably my first introduction of live music, which mm-hmm. maybe is for a lot of people. I don't know. Definitely um, for me. Yeah. And so I always kind of knew about music but never got super into it until I was like a young teen 
that loved the Jonas Brothers, and I went to the Hannah Montana Meet Miley Cyrus tour, which is, like, really iconic. That that show okay, is period. iconic. I'm like, wait. It really is. Like, people don't talk about it in the conversation, but it was actually really iconic. And yes. the, the Jonas Brothers opened for that show. What? This is wild. Actually, like, a stacked. Do you think about yes, it? A stack. Very much. Um, So that really opened my eyes to live shows, I think, which maybe some people would kind of, like, stick their nose up at because it's not, like cool i don't know i feel like some people are like oh you got into music because of a boy band oh okay no the jonas brothers were very much hot they were they were great and they're like (laughs) i just saw their tour we don't have to get into that but then they i think they were such a great boy band to like because they often would talk a lot about their like inspirations and i would go listen to them and then like they would also talk about the people that they were listening to at that current time and i would go listen to them yes Yes. and so they were like a little spotify they were they really were and i they would introduce me to music that I didn't know about. And then fast forward to, I was always into music, never really thought about it being a career. Hmm. Um, my sister went to college in right outside of Nashville, MTSU, and she told me at the college that she went to, she was like, there's a major here called music business. You should check it out. I think you would really be into it. Like, I think this could be a career for you. And as soon as I looked into it, I was like, done. Like, I'm in, I'm sold. But that's kind of my journey. And then ever since then, it's stuck. I don't work in live music anymore, which I'm kind of glad for. It almost separates church and state for me a little bit. But that's what ShowCal does for me. You you talked about earlier the amount of shows and opportunities going from this, like, trickle to basically an outpouring. Have you ever had to sit down and be like, okay, am I going to keep doing this? Yes, recently, okay. <laughs> more than more recently, more than past. Only because, I mean, it's like a lot, and it's not going to get any smaller. I mean, granted, I should knock on wood and say <laughs> I hope so. Sometimes it's a little consuming, but I, it's something that like I take a lot of pride in, and I think not doing that would maybe make me lose that pride a little bit. Mm. So. For the foreseeable future, I'm not going to give up on it. Although there are definitely some Tuesday nights when I'm, you know, approaching three o'clock in the morning saying, why am I doing this? This is so dumb. Um, And I don't necessarily want to make this a full grown business. Like sometimes when that happens, the integrity of the product gets lost. Mm. But I definitely would love to be able to grow it into something that could be somewhat financially profitable for me. Money wouldn't hurt. Yeah, of course. Money is always helpful. Money is so good if you think about it. So that's great. Tell me, I want to go back when you said um, the integrity of the product could be lost um, when you kind of (laughs) business-itize, you know, something. Um, Tell me, what would you be worried about losing there? Well, I think certain industries don't care about that stuff. I think music and art, money is a touchy subject for a lot of people, especially artists who don't make a lot of money. You know, if I start to make these calendars sponsored by, especially if I were to get it sponsored by a venue, let's say, you know, that may automatically give some sort of bias. So I just would have to be picky about how I do it. But yeah, I think for me, I'm not trying to capitalize on the artists that are actually doing the work. Hmm. It just feels weird to me in a way. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. And that's so thoughtful. (laughs) <laughs> I try. I mean, you just hear a lot about stuff like that. I'm not a musician myself, so that's maybe another reason why I try to overthink it because mm. I know that the struggle is real. I also know the hustle is real, and I do think the calendar gives people a place, like someone starting out, a place to get their name on a calendar when normally it would cost money to do that elsewhere. I'll never make the calendar paid. I'll never make it sponsored, I don't think, just because hmm. it's just not something I would feel comfortable with, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, so much of... What's coming to my brain right now is like 
how are you doing all of this? But also what challenges come up? I mean, I'm thinking about, you know, covering the whole city, like um, representation, like what, how does that come up for you as far as like just geography and what you're able to cover and where the venues are? That's absolutely my biggest struggle is making feeling like there's a lack of representation in the parts of the city where there's always a lack of representation Mm. sometimes. And I, and I do, I want to be better about it. I can only be better if I know whenever someone DMs me and says, you know, you're missing this venue, you should add it on. It's on my list automatically. Mm. Same with the show. If someone DMs me a a poster, asks me to add a show to the calendar, it's on there immediately. So I would say if you are on any part of the city where you feel like your venue is not on the calendar, DM me. Yeah. I'll add it. I promise. <laughs> I've definitely gotten a handful of comments like, you don't have enough venues from the you know the south side. And I'm like, send them to me. Yeah. Literally send them to me. I will put them on there. And then no one does. So like I, you know, at that point I'm like, okay, well, I, I don't, I still don't know where these venues are. But anyway, I, I, it's not up to them for me. You know, if I'm going to represent Chicago, I need to represent Chicago. So that's definitely on my immediate list for this year. Can you just kind of talk about what the calendar has taught you about the Chicago live music scene and and maybe like just the city itself? We put out really good music in this city. Like there are so many incredible artists and and there's like a Chicago renaissance almost in the last three or four years. I really feel that way that like really good musicians are are coming out and, and really like inspiring music in general. So like I think that is a part of it. I think the other part of it is the live music scene itself. Artists that come here and play here, I've heard it many times. Chicago's my favorite city to play. Oh. Um, I think that we have a really great assortment of venues that take a lot of pride in their spaces. I mean, I think there are definitely some that maybe are less respected than others. I think for the most part, like artists come here and they say, the venues took care of me. And I just think we have really good fans and audience members here as well that like take <laughs> the pride fans in is it. just better in Chicago. I think so. I, <laughs> I mean, the fans, the hustle so here is is different. The fans are here. The appreciation is different here. Like wow. it really. That's kind of why I would put it on the map up there. I'd be like, Chicago is top three in the world. I just think there's so much pride, and it's not talked about enough. But maybe I think we do that on purpose. I think yeah. we want to not do that. Um, what about you? Have you learned some things about yourself since you have been doing this <laughs> i know i've never been asked that question maybe i'm sure there i'm sure i have um <laughs> like for example i should work out more i'm not I'm, i don't have that discipline in myself to work out more but i sit down every tuesday night like for the last three mm. years that is something like i've not i wouldn't say i've struggled with it but i just never really was disciplined enough to have a real routine like that this I've done. So I think I'm really proud of myself for that. So it's kind of showing you that you can. I can. If I care enough about something. discipline. Yes. yes. If I care okay. enough about something. And then um, my like entrepreneurial spirit, if you will, like I've kind of made this little business, if you want to call it that, out of literally nothing. I, 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 know, I have no idea how to start a business. And I just made a business bank account. I have a Stripe account. I have a you know, I'm, I'm going to pay taxes this year on my business. So, like, Ew. that is kind of cool for me, like, kind of investing in my future. I'm not probably ever going to be able to afford to buy a house, but I've, you know, I'm going to be able to own my own business, which is kind of cool. I've tried to really stay, remain neutral and respectful 
and like artists first the whole time, which I'll never stop doing because I love venues and I love fans, but I think artists often are under talked about. Yeah, I think all three of those things. I'm really proud of myself for that, for that stuff. That's pretty invaluable. Thank you. Yeah. Caroline Patton is the creator and owner of Chicago Show Calendar. Caroline, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. I really loved it. Yay, me too. Thanks. And that's it for today. Thanks to Justin Bull and Sarah Stark for producing The Rundown and to Ariel Van Clee for editing the show. Brendan Banizak is our executive producer. Haley Bloomquist was the engineer for this episode, and our theme music is by Louis Weeks. The Rundown is produced by WBEZ Chicago and is a part of the NPR Network. And why don't you give us a five-star rating if you love the show? I'll shout you out, and you'll help more people find The Rundown. I'm Erin Allen. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 